Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. What is the least cool sport? Race walking. <laughs> it's just, it's the arms. I don't know why. There's nothing not cool about winning an Olympic medal. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Off the Ball Daily. Well, I'm here in uh, sunny Leopardstown Golf Club today with Irish amateur from Clare, Anya Dunnigan. Anya, how you doing? Good, good. Happy to be here. Thanks for joining me today. Um, this is a good indication of how the Irish summer has gone generally. Uh, like, at least it's not raining has been the best we can hope for. Yeah. Your summer, on the other hand, has been a bit of a bit more of a whirlwind. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I haven't seen as much rain as everyone at home has seen, but... Um, yeah, I've been very busy traveling, you know, back and forth to America and then to England and Sweden. And I got one trip in Ireland to Connemara. But um, other than that, that was it. That was the close championship. Yes. How did you do there? I got to the semi-final. I was beaten by my very good friend, Beth, Beth Coulter. But um, oh, it was a great week and Connemara is a beautiful place. I'd never actually been there before. Um, so, yeah, that was my only trip in Ireland. And then just traveling traveling over back to the states um and then i'd one week in sweden as well right on that summer i mean probably the craziest week of your life or that summer at least um was the us open at pebble beach i mean everyone was kind of paying attention to it at home open around 69 finished nine over 45th overall that was uh kind of a mad week for you was it yeah crazy i mean it started off crazy just getting there um losing my clubs and stuff and even the fact that i was coming straight from another big tournament in scotland the vagliano trophy so um yeah from start to end it was mental week to be honest and um kind of like a blur now even looking back but i know it was great and i met a lot of great people and um you know just learned a lot throughout the week and um, yeah, it kind of changed my life to be honest. That whole week. Tell us about the losing the clubs. That's a fascinating story. Yeah, so got after traveling from straight from Scotland to Dublin and then straight from Dublin to Newark in New York. Um, the club, the well, my clubs got to Newark and then went to San Francisco. Uh, and the flight had actually been delayed as well going to San Francisco so then by the time we got to San Francisco we were late as it was and then the the clubs didn't come we were waiting about two hours nearly for um, for my suitcase and I actually thought both were lost but then got there my suitcase came eventually and the clubs weren't coming so I went up to the desk and they told me oh they're scanned in Newark two hours ago so they're not here um, so they said they'd be, it'd be on the next flight home or the next flight to San Francisco the next day and I got no word of it so I was like oh I'm going to tweet about it just to see if it speeds things up and it did um, so then they eventually arrived and they were uh, the driver was broken uh, so I was given ping, ping clubs um, for the first practice day so I used them and luckily the ping driver was um, going quite well for me in the first practice round so I had no choice then but to use it um, for the rest of the tournament because my driver was broke my original driver was broken but um, it all worked out thankfully in the end it worked out um, but yeah no it was a bit crazy at the start yeah maybe you should I don't know misplace your clubs yeah. more often was that kind of the lesson you took from that or? yeah no no it just it distracted me almost from the whole thing you know I, I, everyone gets their golf clubs lost suitcases lost it's not you know it's not kind of something that doesn't happen all the time it does um but yeah, just learning from it and then just kind of going in with no expectations for the tournament and you kind of have to go into every tournament like that. Um, the less pressure on you, the better you're probably going to play. So um, yeah, just like 
you know um playing each child as it comes and then enjoying it you know I really enjoyed that week and thankfully that's why it kind of went so well for me you know I got a bit sick at the end of the week just probably from burnout yeah overall but um yeah so I didn't get that low amateur that I wanted but other than that couldn't fault the week it was great and that kind of thing where you lose your clubs and there's that sort of nerves but focusing on getting your clubs back does that sort of help you distract like distract you from the fact that you're playing Pebble Beach one of the most storied courses in golf that like if you were everything was going right you'd be thinking of okay what could go wrong it you might be stewing on it a little bit so do those kind of things almost help with the pressure yeah um yeah and as well to be honest one thing that did we did say it was like there's nothing we can do about it so there's not no point getting too upset about it because often then you can get too upset about things and then the golf goes bad you know what i mean whereas like we just kind of from the beginning of the week um anything negative that was kind of thrown at us we didn't really bat an eyelid to, to be honest you know if the clubs came and they didn't i'd still be playing the competition just not with my clubs if they didn't arrive in time but um so i think that's why is what you know i went on to play how I played because I kind of didn't really bat an eyelid to the negative stuff and even obviously then I had one terrible hole on um, on the Saturday um, and you can't really let things like that upset you too much or it'll just get completely in your head and you'll just you know golf is a real mental game um, just like any other sport as well to be honest you know once you make one mistake then you're scared of making loads whereas you shouldn't be thinking of making mistakes at all you know what I mean so yeah yeah you got to do a practice round with Annika Nordstrom, 10-time major champion. I was reading somewhere that you were overwhelmed by the people coming up to you for autographs and the sort of frenzy around someone who's playing really well at the US Open. What, what's that like to experience? Um, kind of crazy, to be honest, yeah. A bit weird, like, you know, because I'm just normal, you know, I'm not anything. And I've been brought back fairly quick to earth um, when I came home but um, yeah no it was cool you know it was cool while it lasted and stuff and hopefully there'll be a bit of that at the Irish Open in Dremoland as well um, but yeah no it was cool and just playing with all the people played with Lexi Thompson played with Annika um, yeah it's kind of kind of what you dream of really um, but no it was great fun and yeah no it was great signing the autographs I've never wrote my name so much in one week <laughs> but yeah I know it was good Talking about home and the support you'll get, you doubtless will when um, the Irish Open kicks off later this month. We'll talk about that in a second. But you've so much support. I was talking to a family friend of yours and your family in Antrim, Dublin, Galway, as far as Boston. Are you aware of just how much of a swell of support you have behind you? Oh, yeah, my family are great, you know, both sides, my mom and dad's side. Um, they both have a lot of siblings. I have lots of aunts and uncles and stuff. And... Um, I know it's great. Yeah, I have family all over the world in England, obviously America, and then all over Ireland. Yeah, um, well, very top of Ireland county down. My dad's dad's family and my dad's side of the family's from. So, um, no, it's great to have you know. And I've loads of cousins and stuff. And then, luckily, I've loads of very good friends as well who understand. They may not be golfers, but they understand kind of just how busy I am and how big a sacrifice it is. And um, no, I'm really lucky to have that. And um, yeah, I wouldn't change it. Wouldn't change it for the world. So when you were growing up, just for your background, it was camogie, soccer and golf were the main sports, is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, um, camogie, soccer, golf and Gaelic football as well, yeah. So, yeah, I was busy playing a lot of them and just from growing up, in, you know, in a housing estate neighbourhood, um, everyone played everything really and um, 
eventually I was mainly soccer to be honest and then eventually the golf kind of took over when I was about 15, 16 but um, yeah no I love all the sports still do still love all the sports uh, if I'm right in saying you, it came down to an actual weekend where you had to choose between soccer and golf. Yeah. There was an opportunity to play for, was it an underage representative side? Yeah, so I was getting Irish, I was underage. Um, and I was also on the Irish kind of development panel for the golf. Okay. And I kept missing one of the weekends of the trials and then um, to go and play the golf. And then I was missing one of the weekends of the golf to go and, to go to the trials and eventually like... I suppose, especially in trials for soccer, like you can't just keep getting let through and let through and let through. You know, you eventually have to choose because so other people are getting cut when you're getting let through and you're not even going. Mm, so okay. um, yeah, I just decided, oh, I'll, I'll just stick with the golf. You know, especially the like for the in terms of Irish teams and stuff. You know, I think I probably went on to play a bit of club soccer after, but um, in terms of like you know really picking one and sticking to it, it was definitely. Um, it's kind of definitely between soccer and golf and I just about pick golf I'd say um, but no it was tough I remember it was a difficult decision and um, yeah I actually I don't know what I put it down to why I chose the golf because they were both fairly equal but yeah probably travel when getting getting the chance to go to America and stuff a little bit easier for the golf um, so that was probably why I chose it but no it was great it's, it's great that I uh, that I like sports and stuff and I'm still like it and you know I met a lot of people through sport through soccer camogie football and obviously now golf I've met a lot of people through as well so it's great and you're in the states right now studying what what are you studying by the way um business analytics yeah and you moved from indiana to louisiana state university why did you choose that was it to do with like louisiana state university huge sports program at the moment was that really the reason or yeah that was a big reason i suppose the weather up in indiana is not great for golf uh yeah um i actually i really liked indiana the school wise but just the golf the weather's not great and you know um so i decided to change and uh yeah committed to lsu when i went on a visit there and you know it was perfect temp like perfect weather coaches were great facilities were great and then they just they have everything there for you you know you need anything you need a new club you know you need anything they'll get it for you and um they're great in that way and they've you know loads of um loads of people around us to help us there and you can only get better there really you know what i mean hmm. so yeah and that's that's more team-based golf in ncaa yeah. you tend to think of golf as an individual sport unless it comes to the Ryder Cup or live but you know we don't really count that um, how does that find how do you find the difference between team golf versus playing on your own mm -hmm. I love the team golf you know as I said I played sport growing up you know soccer all team sports and I just I don't know there's something about you know being part of a team it kind of means a bit more um, and you don't want to mess up because you know you're with the team especially golf it's so individual so you know you know that you're counting towards a team and you don't want to let your team down. No different to any other sport. And I don't know, it just, I don't know, I really like the team aspect of it. And um, it's definitely still very individual. You know, there's individual leaderboard and then there's a team leaderboard. But at the end of the day, the team team leaderboard matters more um, in terms of college golf. So, yeah, no, I really, really enjoy the, the kind of the way college golf is run and the team aspect of it. And um, I think that's why it's going so well over there for me. And the aspiration is to go pro at some point? Yeah, at some stage after college, yeah, I'll go pro. Have you looked at the lay of the land in terms of professional golf at the moment? Uh, just 
doing some research earlier and John Ram, who earned the most on the DP World Tour last year, earned more than twice what the lead female player on the European Tour earned. Is that something that would concern you in terms of how feasible this is in terms of making a living? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's not easy, especially for the women and um, in terms of finances and stuff. But I suppose the men as well, there's so many men who try who don't make it that you don't really see um, compared to like, you know, the top men in the men's side make a lot of money. But there's so many more men who are trying to make it, if you know what I mean. There's more men playing. Um, but yeah, no, it is very difficult and um, yeah, it's not, it's definitely not easy and it's not something that like you'd like to admit, but um, I suppose everyone likes the challenge. You may as well, you've been doing it for too long just to kind of quit after college, you know what I mean? Um, and if you're willing to work hard for a few years, you know, and you may as well give it a go. I think, I think it would almost be an insult to all the people who kind of helped you growing up playing and, you know, playing in college and at the highest level to not try, you know, to just say, oh, I'm done. Um, so yeah. That yeah, it's that's just the way of it. But at the same time, women's game is, you know, it's it's getting more, it's getting more viewership, it's getting more sponsors in. You know, the I think the U.S. Open that I played was the biggest purse ever, the 10 million purse, um, which is great. You know, so it'll only get better with years to come as well. It seems as though with the increased visibility of women's golf, I haven't seen as much women's golf on TV ever than this year, which is great to see. Yeah. But you have to assume that there's an increased pressure because there's so many eyeballs on you. I think everyone's looking at Leona and wondering what happened this year after a really good start. It's kind of been just a little bit of a disappointment, I think she'd admit. Is that because of the pressure that with that increased visibility and so many more people are paying attention to you or is it something else? Uh, I'm not sure. I actually think it just depends on the person. Mm. Like, I actually personally like when more people watch. Okay. Um, so it just depends. I don't know. It just depends on the person, um, because then you've got other people, obviously, who they might not be great in college, and then they go pro, and there's more people watching, and they, you know, thrive. So it just depends, you know. I mean, there's still more tournaments for Leona to play, and she did win an LPGA um, tournament there a couple of months back. But um, yeah, I think it just depends on the person, you know. Um, you know, it's great for women's sport to be getting more viewers. And obviously you just saw the Women's World Cup there getting like a record amount of viewers in, in Australia and the full stadiums, which is great. And even when I was playing the US Open, the crowds were huge, like, and hopefully it'll be similar, um, similar crowds at the Irish Open as well in Germont. So it's great, yeah. And there's a great community of Irish golfers, as you were saying, you're good friends with Beth Coulter, who's yeah. really the next teen sensation yeah. in Irish amateur golf as well we've Sarah Byrne here yeah. as well you seem to get on well yeah, is there a good vibe around just the Irish golfers oh yeah definitely yeah we're all very close especially the ones in America yeah um, yeah I'm great friends with Sarah as well and Beth obviously um, yeah so it's great you know it's great to have and you know um, you spend so much time together traveling on a golf course like yeah, you get get to know each other really well and it's great that we're all kind of in the same bubble and we're all around the same age and we all came up and Anne Foster and Kate Lanigan we all came up from the girls okay, together yeah. um, you know we were all playing the girls together we went to Sweden and we went to Spain European girls and then we all got brought up to the women's and we all kind of continued in the women's and um, which doesn't happen very often um, so it's great to have and it's great to see it and yeah, it's, it's lovely to, that we all kind of understand each other and, you know, if we ever need a helping hand, we're all in the same bubble so we all understand what we're going through, if you know what I mean. 
Well, it sounds like an excellent generation that's coming through, and it sounds like it's going to be a phenomenal field at this Irish Open starting 31st of August in Dromolan Castle. You've had two top threes in the NCAA this year, a seventh, a couple of top 20s, but you've said that you'd like to win something at this stage. Is the Irish Open going to be the one? I'd love it. I have no expectations. I would love for it to be the one at home and stuff, but no, I'll just go and try and play my best, you know, and try and enjoy it as much as I can. It's it's something that, you know, I might not get again playing so close to home in such, in such a big event. And, you know, everyone down in Jermall and Eamon and everyone, they're all brilliant down there. And, um, Oh no, it's an honour, honestly, to just get the invite. I got invited off Tremoland, um, and just get the invite and then be able to represent Tremoland and represent Clare and Ireland at it is great. Um, so I can't wait. Yeah, it should be a really fun week. Well, tip, just lose your clubs and yeah. it should go really well. <laughs> yeah, the clubs will get lost in the car. <laughs> Listen, uh, Anya, thank you so much for taking the time to speak thank to me you. today. Off the ball, daily.